welcome to the Aesthetics Injector Gang Podcast. Having a gang of mentors in this industry has been a blessing that we wanted to share with you. Our core group has been traveling together and comparing notes about life and business for years. Tune in as we delve into topics with others in the industry that you are sure to love and make you laugh. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Aesthetics Injector Gang podcast, another episode in season two. You have me, you're stuck with me for the next uh, however long we decide to talk, Brandon Mullen, practice manager at Iona Tellier. Also, um, you know, doing my consulting under Empower Solutions as well. Um, I have the gorgeous, beautiful, talented Shelby Sloan with me today. If I had like an applause thing in the background, I would do. <laughs> she's I know. If you guys could see this, you'd see she's gorgeous. Even though I told her it's not uh, video, we're just audio only. But she is the hustler and owner of Sloan Aesthetics with two locations in Scottsdale, Arizona and Little Rock, Arkansas. And she also has her own amazing podcast, Get Snatched. That's right. That, that's the name, correct? Get Snatched? Yeah. Get Snatched. Five. Love it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I tried to, I searched for a couple different things and I got a little confused by the little, um, the symbol. So I'm glad I got to listen to a couple episodes tonight. But, oh, perfect. Um, yeah. So we're coming in with a, a pretty, um, I'd say unpopular topic today. Something I'm that's not, that. <laughs> right. Something is not really talked about, but before we get into that, um, before we talk about that topic, um, I just want people to understand a little bit about you, Shelby, and your background, because you, I mean, you have gained notoriety and popularity pretty quick. So how did you get into aesthetics? So I actually was fired in the, during the pandemic um, nice. as a dermatology nurse practitioner. I was in Arkansas at the time. Um, just got my feet wet in aesthetics, only three months of experience and like one hour in training and was fired in the pandemic, kind of went and worked COVID as an RN, not an NP, saved my money. And then in 2021, you know, kind of still in the heat of COVID, I moved to Arizona and opened my first practice. That's amazing. So that's kind I of how, like, what got me started. Um, yeah, like just being fired. I think actually like threw me into a trauma response and I didn't really know that for a couple of years in. Mm-hmm. Um, so you say hustler and I think a, a little bit of it was the trauma response, but I am kind of a natural hustler already, you know, baseline mm-hmm. and throw a little trauma in and I was just like rolling. So now <laughs> I have two locations, um, a team, you know, of seven, um, and I'm the lead injector for both locations. So it is a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you look yeah. gorgeous doing it. So you make Thank it look you. effortless, but what, what I love about you is how much you share in your Instagram stories. You're always saying yeah. how, how hard it is. And you're very honest. I love that about you. It's, I think people need to know like what they're getting into. Um, you know, like aesthetics is a very hard field to, make a name for yourself, um, to make friendships, to have a, you know, successful business. Um, so it's good to share these things and attract the right people that you want. I feel like in your corner. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And one thing that you touched on when you said, you know, COVID kind of sparked your, your journey into aesthetics. Um, I kind of feel the same way I came in on 
the the end of COVID. So I okay. was working for a software company that was, um, we'll say, taking a different direction to be very yeah. politically correct um, okay. <laughs> in early 2021. And Ashley just happened to start her journey into aesthetic. Well, not into aesthetics, but into um, business ownership her in okay. January of 2021. That's when Alexandria first opened. And within three months, she was losing her mind. She's three months booked out. She's like, I can't do this, this, and this. And I was like, well, I can't either, but I'll figure it out. So I started Mm -hmm. to become her practice manager in uh, like uh, later Q1 of 2021, because it's been almost three years now. Um, And and that really, um, it was a very big shift for me from working behind a desk, you know, sitting here in my home office. You guys can't see that right now, but in my home office this week, doing a lot of things and there's a lot of things I can do virtually, but, um, you know, kind of segueing into the topic for today. Um, Mm -hmm. when I first got into this agreement and arrangement with Ashley, I was in fact sober. I was almost, uh, eight years sober and kind of, coming into aesthetics and off the tail end of COVID, um, you know, was definitely a transition for me. So I I wanted to pick your brain because I know that you have been very transparent Mm -hmm. and honest about your sobriety over the past plus one plus year. Congratulations. Yeah. A year and Um, three months. I think last night I looked, it was 469 days. That's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) And, and I wanted to talk to you today about kind of the, the aesthetics world, which is very, very large, very global. Um, There's lots of, lots of pieces and, and parts to it, but how kind of drinking has, uh, you know, presented itself to you in your interactions with, you know, clients, events, conferences, the whole gamut, and how it's kind of affected you and your your choice to be sober. Yeah. Um, Cause I know we both have very interesting stories, uh, very do. different, <laughs> very different. And fun fact about both of us, we are both Aries. Our birthdays are one day apart in April, which um, one day. how, worth how does that even happen? <laughs> I think the world brought us together because, and, and just a little bit of a backstory too, that we met at aesthetic next last, last year in person. Yeah. Um, but you know, followed for a little while before that, but, um, we actually got to, to work together doing a workshop last year and, you know, maybe we'll get to work together this year. I don't know. It's not final yet. It's not final. Tiffany low ringy dingy. We're going to say Tiffany's going to approve both of us and I'm going to see you guys, you and Ashley again, um, Mm -hmm. at Aesthetic Next, which I'm excited for. Um, but yeah, I can kind of hone in on me as a new entrepreneur in aesthetics and how I was utilized drinking. Well, Mm -hmm. how basically I was kind of exposed to drinking and then now how I've shifted it, um, with the more responsibility and more stress that I have, I just decided to kind of just go sober. I, Mm -hmm. um, so initially starting out in aesthetics, you know, if you get invited to work dinners and things like that, I would have a glass Mm -hmm. of wine or two at dinner. Um, say there's not that many work dinners, but then if I'm taking a potential, like someone I'm going to work with, like maybe lawyer, CPA, like, I mean, it just depends, you know, maybe someone that you're hiring for like on-ground marketing or something like that. 
or Instagram and you want to take them to dinner to get to know them, to see like if they're a good fit to work with the company, typically Mm -hmm. dinner, there's always a drink menu and everyone orders at least a drink or two. Mm -hmm. Um, Seems like it's the social norm. So add that into me growing two practices, like being exposed Mm -hmm. to drinking, maybe drinking a little bit in my social life if I'm going out with my girlfriends. And um, I went through a very hard breakup for me. um, Mm -hmm. And that's what led me to my sobriety. I was like, I can't run a business and be sad because it's really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't like be depressed and run your business. Like it's not going to thrive. So I was like, okay, what's the quickest way I can like snap out of this and Mm -hmm. get myself back and regain that like clarity and center of self and like that power. Um, Mm -hmm. And like getting your power back is hard sometimes, but sobriety was like the quickest way that I found to find myself again through this breakup. And, you know, I'm trying to run this team and get these two locations off the ground. Um, So it was really difficult and I experienced a lot of different emotions, but I can say I've gotten a lot of my like childhood trauma and things like that out, relationship trauma out. Mm -hmm. So don't feel like I need to drink anymore. Like I'm not masking those things. Um, so now when I go to like a work dinner, I'm just like, Oh, can I get a mocktail or a ginger beer? Mm-hmm. Um, or diet Coke? Because I think when we're making business decisions, a lot of people want to drink, mm-hmm. but in reality, I think to have a clear conscious of making the right decision, making sure it's not altered. Um, and doing that sober without alcohol, I think has just been really good for me personally. Yeah. No, I mean, that that's that speaks volumes. And I'm glad that you had that self-awareness before you had any real repercussions. Um, yeah, because- like there, there really weren't any, you know, um, it's just, it was adding up. And I was like, okay, if there's a work dinner or I have a dinner meeting like once a week, like that's me drinking for sure once a week. And then say I have one bad day a week, that's me drinking two days a week. And then if I go out on the weekend with the girls, that's me drinking three days a week. And if you look at the, you know, whatever it's called, Mm -hmm. the alcohol, are you an alcoholic? Basically, Mm -hmm. if you're having six drinks a week socially, like that kind of does classify you as like having alcoholism. And I was like, okay, I just don't want to go down this path. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know plenty of nurses (laughs) that could get off shift and have like a whole bottle of wine. So Mm -hmm. I think it's not just in aesthetics. I think that we should bring awareness to just really all healthcare workers, um, you know, as well as if they're experiencing these problems or they're unhappy in their work environment or, you know, they're having a sad patient experience to be able to talk to someone um, because a lot of you drinking is masking emotion and you're just trying to process that emotion and get that feeling out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I can relate to so much of what, what you just shared. Um, You know, taking a step back, whenever I first got into aesthetics, I noticed, you know, every function seemed to revolve around alcohol and it's not something that is just synonymous in, in with with aesthetics right i think it's just a social norm in general right 
Like everybody wants to go to dinner. Not everyone's like, <laughs> oh, are you going to have a Diet Coke with lemon with me? You know, they're like, what kind of wine are we drinking? What kind right. of drink do you want? It's not like, do you want like unsweetened iced tea or sweetened? Like it's no one ever asks that. Right. right. It's like, why aren't you drinking? Like you yeah. need to have a drink. It's, it's something that has been, I think just as Americans in general, something that is socially accepted, quote unquote. It is. And, and it doesn't need to be like that all the time. And, and whenever I first came into to this space, you know, it's, it's hard to say no sometimes, right? Like you go to these dinners, some are sponsored, some are not, but like, it's, it's kind of balls to the wall sometimes. Like you can yeah. order what you want. You can get what you want to drink and everyone seemed to be doing it. And being, you know, sober Brandon for almost eight years at that point, you know, I had a good program of recovery under my belt and I felt good for a while. Right. Um, and, you know, I even went to, to conferences and I felt comfortable and confident in who I was and saying no. Mm-hmm. And if people were continually asking me, uh, you know, I would say, you know, I'm allergic or, you know, and then people, I'd love the response to that. People yeah. are like, you're allergic. Oh, you know, I'm like, do no, you want me to die? Really, <laughs> I thought I was allergic too, only because like I would have like two glasses of wine and be so hungover the next day. That was also mm-hmm. part of it was that the hangovers were really bad, even with just two drinks. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I have some kind of allergy. Like this is just not mixing. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, I mean, it really was, and it got annoying at some point, but you know, eventually after being exposed and it's, it's my own fault, but you know, I was at an event and I did take a drink and you know, after that, I kind of felt a little awkward and ashamed because I knew that I shouldn't have, but I did anyway. And there was just something inside me that just accepted that drink. And it could have been the peer pressure. It could have been um, the environment, you know, I think yeah. something for like for us to consider is like, if we're invited to a work dinner, you know, I always try to make everything virtual. I'm like, Hey, thank you for this like invitation. Like I would love to attend. I'm just like really busy. Is there a way that we can just do like a meeting on a Monday? Mm-hmm. Um, because one, I, I mean, I'm like in my early thirties, like I want to be going on dates. Like I don't want to go on all these work dinners. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? So like, I'm trying to turn like more dinners that like are potential, or potential partnerships into just like work meetings on like my Monday. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it is important about like who you're surrounding yourself with. If you're just surrounding yourself by people that are just wanting to go to these work dinners and they're just like getting wasted and you're like, there's not a lot of like, I feel like progression that comes with that. Um, So just like being mindful of your environment and being comfortable and saying no, just like, Hey, like I don't drink anymore. Um, I've had so many people ask me, Oh, were you an alcoholic? And I'm like, I mm-hmm. think that's so rude because it's like, I'm just choosing to do something that's good for myself. But then it was like, looked at as I had a problem kind right. of, um, absolutely. But- and I, I mean, the thing about alcoholism, at least in my experience is that 
you can only identify as an alcoholic yourself. Nobody can label you. It's a feeling right. that you have based on your habits and your experiences. Right. And, you know, no one else can call you out on that. You know, I don't feel that I have the right to call anyone else that unless they have oh, self-identified, you know, it's, it, and that, that has to be an uncomfortable feeling. I, you know, I, I've had enough life experience, we'll say, and, and enough <laughs> repercussions and circumstances that if anybody would say, come up to me and say that, oh, Brandon, are you not calling me? Yeah, I am. Like a lot of shit has happened in my life. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm proud to admit it at this point and I'm not ashamed. Um, but that's right. just me. That's just me. Yeah. And I mean, um, you just can think too of like sharing your journey about like us sharing our journey in this, like there's, mm -hmm. there's no telling how many people also feel the same way and that maybe they just need that little bit of encouragement to be like, you know what? I am putting my business first this year. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to be focused. And that's like part of being focused is like watching what comes in our environment, our energy field, like watching what, you know, we're surrounding ourselves with and things like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I will say that for the, for the period of time that, that I did drink and I've been sober now, actually today's uh, three months. Um, Congrats. Thanks. Nice. Little party. Woo. Uh, don't worry. I have a whole desk full of candy over here that I can celebrate yeah, with. Yeah, I love that. The Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the, what you said about clarity, I didn't realize how I just kind of functioned in a fog for so long. Yeah. And I thought that was normal. And, you know, I, for me, I used to, you know, indulge in, in drinking to make things more exciting. I drank when right. I was sad. I drank for oh, yeah. no freaking reason because the day ended in day. It, it, it didn't really matter after a well, while. It's just but... like, yeah, like you want to have a glass of wine after work, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, it's so stressful. I mean, this, this, it is. this profession, no matter what your role is, if you're a business owner, if you're an injector, you're a practice manager, if you're an esthetic, like no matter what your role is, this, it comes with its own different kind of stress. I know that we it can, does. but at least both of us can relate to bedside nursing stress. Like that's a whole nother ball game, but like, that's a whole nother volume. And this yeah. is a whole nother beast. This yeah. like whole nother beast. Um, not a it lot really of like, is. to recover when you're like the manager or the owner. It's like, mm -hmm. you have to like keep going to the next problem. And mm -hmm. whether you're like working through those problems or not, like, you know, you still have to wake up and show up every day. So the best way for me to wake up and show up for my business every day was choosing sobriety just mm -hmm. because I felt like the brain fog, the emotional state, it was making me post this breakup, like just sad and depressed. And it's like, I already kind of battled depression. So it's like, mm -hmm. why am I aiding myself and like feeling my body with something that's making me more sad? Right. Yeah. Um, You're adding insult to injury. <laughs> I know. And I would say that the success that comes with that on the other side, um, the healing that has came with that, um, definitely I've doubled my business in a year. Um, That's amazing. Like every year, like, you know, we have double business produ or production in both, you know, states and both mm -hmm. practices. And I just quickly realized that like, you can't, like I couldn't, um, 
continue to function the way that I was. And so Mm -hmm. now I have like good boundaries around like work stuff. Like I said, just do a meeting instead of a dinner, unless I need to actually go to dinner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those kind of things. Absolutely. And I, I, I know that, um, you know, what works for me is having more of a routine. I know that, you know, being, being sober, I just, structure really helps me organize my brain because the thoughts Mm -hmm. that go through my head are half my problem. (laughs) (laughs) And being sober, like I'm able to get up, I can go to Pilates. I love yoga. It really kind of complements a spiritual side that I never really knew existed. Um, it helps me be much more productive. I can, you know, more, um, actually do all the things that I need to do in a day and I'm not, you know, hung over or feeling like crap and, you know, delaying things. And then that's like a whole nother cycle, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, going out, like you said, you just have to kind of set up a little, some guardrails. I know for me, I always love an exit plan. Like, I like, I love to drive places. I always make sure I have like the Uber, you know, whatever it is. Like I have a plan and I'm like an old lady now. Right. Oh, it's the control thing for sure. We're both fire signs. Yeah. We're like, no, we're in full control. We're going to, we're going to leave this work event when we want to. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I think even, I don't know about you, but like for me, whenever we go to, whenever I go to larger events, like conferences or just bigger meetings, like I may seem very extroverted to most people, but I'm a very introverted extrovert. I reach a max like here and then I am done. Like I need to go get me in my hotel room. I need to take my third shower of the day and just leave me alone. Maybe a bath. I don't know. It depends on the hotel, but the you know what I mean? Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. And I'm the same way. Like I think just see, being a provider and I'm seeing patients all day and then running the team and then answering texts and work emails, you're just, your energy source is out you know Mm -hmm. um so you have to recharge and that's what I like to do is like recharge with like downtime at night so like during the day I'm always talking doing meetings seeing patients I'm very Mm -hmm. extroverted on Instagram um I'm always on Instagram I feel like marketing the business I Mm -hmm. still do all that and so I feel like just by all of that engagement I like my downtime at night just to kind of wind down and you know that might look differently now that I don't drink like so like mm-hmm. journaling spending time with my dog um I've been who's adorable a by the way he's <laughs> so cute so cute he's with me today he's a little office dog now oh that's great yeah so just like doing those things um or I'll work on like business stuff at night that I don't get to get you know through during the day but just like a different mm-hmm. like wind down regimen. Um, and yeah, it's been really good for me. I love sobriety and people ask me all the time, are you going to drink again? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't feel like I had a problem, but I do believe that it runs in my family. Um, Mm -hmm. and so now that I went this long, not drinking, it's like, I just don't want to consume alcohol. Like I think that, you know, there's, that it's just like not in my priority list. It's not how I want to feel anymore. I think because mm-hmm. I feel so good now. Yep. But if someone asks me that, I say not today. 
I don't know what's yeah. going to happen tomorrow, but you know what? Not today. Yeah. Not today, Satan. <laughs> yeah, not today, Satan. You ain't taking me, devil. Oh, no. Not today. Not today. That's a little Southern, um, I guess, phrase. Not today, Satan. Yeah, that's right. I always say, I have a deal with the devil. I'm going to live forever. Um, <laughs> so... I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, things that, that we do on a daily, weekly basis or something that's in our routine to help if anyone's, you know, maybe struggling with mm -hmm. sobriety, kind of the things that, um, that help us. And I think I, I already mentioned a couple that I do, including working out. Um, yeah. I try to get up early in the morning. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to a conference or heard Cameron Hemphill say that he always gets up like before oh. the sun. No, like he gets up at I like mean, 5 a.m. That do that. And they're very yeah. successful, you know, and I don't think I'm a morning person. I think some routine things for me that are helpful in maintaining the sobriety or like mm -hmm. as an outsource, you know, or an outlet, hot yoga for sure that you had mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, just I hired actually a fitness coach to maintain my accountability. Mm -hmm. Um and so that's really helped me a lot in just like eating healthy and um, also just making sure I'm drinking all my water because mm -hmm. injecting, you know, it's so hard. Like I'll look down and have like freaking 16 ounces and I'm like, oh, okay, now I have to drink a hundred ounces before bed. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so just having that accountability. So like if someone is struggling, like hire an accountability partner, like tell your best friend, like, Hey, I'm struggling drinking right now, or this is really bothering me. If you have a good best friend that you trust and you can depend on, they will be there to support you. Um, I think a lot in my journey, I was scared to tell or ask for help, you know, mm -hmm. um, that like frowned upon, but mm -hmm. I made it very, like, obviously I was very verbal on Instagram of like my choice and why, um, and like, it's been nothing but great for the business and for myself and my team. But I definitely would say just working out, maybe hire a coach to maintain that accountability, reach out to mm -hmm. your best friend, see your therapist, journal. Um, Absolutely. Another, another big thing for me, which we didn't really talk much about, but I will just briefly share is I did the ketamine through Mindbloom um, at oh. home and the oral ketamine at home really helped I did a year, well, halfway, six months of my sobriety was without ketamine. Mm -hmm. um, the other six months was with ketamine. So I nice. did six months with it. And it really, I feel like helped with like a lot of the emotions and stuff I was trying to process. Um, because I felt like going sober, you would think would be better for your mental health. But actually mm -hmm. for me, it was the opposite. It was worse on my mental health. I think just mm -hmm. like getting everything out. Um, and then now that I've like processed those things, it's like, it's a whole different world. So um, yeah, ketamine was like super helpful for me. And that's amazing. And and I think that you touched on one good thing is that, you know, your mental health, I think comes to the surface when you're sober yeah. and you, you don't have that fog anymore, kind of keeping yeah. it like on that mid-level layer, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know for me, um, I, I work a program of recovery and have a, a very strong network of people that I can reach out to, mm -hmm. um, you know, at any point in time. And I think that everyone's journey into sobriety can look very different. 
But, you know, I think that, that coming to that realization that you probably shouldn't drink anymore really is that, that first step. And from mm-hmm. there, you can only go up, right? Like it's, it's only up. Man, there's you know. some rocky points. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Um, you know, but another thing that was beneficial for me too was I worked with a naturopath here and mm-hmm. um got off like some antidepressants that I feel like was masking some of my like emotions. Um, mm-hmm. was able to like work through more stuff with that too. Um but yeah, it just makes you wonder like how much like of our day to day, because I've been reading this book too about being present, mm-hmm. about how much maybe you're drinking. Is it in relation to something in the past or something that hasn't even happened yet? Mm-hmm. It's that fear, you know? So like being present and living in the now is so important to stay focused. And like, you don't need alcohol if you're living in the now, those kind of things. Absolutely. Um, I've just been like transitioning my mindset with that too. There's a book and I, I think it's called, Oh, the untethered soul. Have you ever read that? No, but I have heard of it. Have you read it? I am like three quarters of the way through it. I don't know if you read books like me, like you start reading like four of them and you're like halfway through (laughs) all of them. I can never finish one book. I'm always, you know. I'm on audibles, but if I open a book in front of me, it's not going to get read. (laughs) Yeah. Well, with my ADHD, so I'll listen to a book and then read it too, which is amazing. (laughs) If you guys haven't caught on, I have pretty bad ADHD, so um yeah no that's amazing and and really does help to connect like it's very like yoga inspired i know that you like yoga too yeah um but it really talks about like heart chakras and like holding in like energy and how that can be negative and Mm -hmm. like it's very it it kind of correlates a lot with a lot of philosophies in sobriety so i think i'll i'll send it to you i'll send you the link yeah, and I love that. You can check it out. But I think that, you know, you touched on so many good things about, um, you know, maintaining that that sanity. But I think just, you know, getting it out in the open is the first thing and mm-hmm. not feeling ashamed of it. Like, there's no reason that, you know, I should be ashamed to order a Diet Coke with a lemon, which is my go to drink right now. I never yeah. like Diet Coke. Don't ask me why I like it now. I don't know. <laughs> I think there's it's something just like it. a mind thing. Like, you know, like I love a LaCroix. Like I mm-hmm. always want to have like, I keep them in the office. I'll pop a few during the day. I'll drink mm-hmm. some at night. Like it's just, I'll drink water in that. And it's like mm-hmm. always just having like liquids around me. Um, is what I think is helpful. And it's like, maybe I'm just thirsty and I'm just drinking. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't feel like I had like a super big problem with it, but I think it could have turned into a problem, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm super happy with my decision. There's no regrets, yeah. no looking back. That's amazing. I love it. There is one thing that you do, Shelby, that I cannot subscribe to. Every time what? I watch you do it, it hurts me. <laughs> what? Oh, cold plunges. Your cold plunges. <laughs> oh my God. I just, my balls suck up in my body every time. And I'm like, I just, I cannot. And she, you just do it and you look beautiful doing it. And oh, I, I, love I can't, <laughs> how it often is, do you, do you still do it? I do still do it. So right now my apartment that I live at actually has a cold plunge and my girlfriend, that's my neighbor. They have a cold plunge too. So when mine's broke, I go to hers, but uh-huh. I am moving soon. So I might have to get a membership or um, something, but I do feel like that helps my mental health and that, you know, how long do you submerge yourself? It's just, it like seems so painful. Two minutes, <gasps> maybe, 
three oh max, maybe. <laughs> oh. It's amazing. Like, just the, you know how, like, when you feel after yoga, like, that, like, mm -hmm. mental, like, clarity, like, you just sweated for, like, you know, a whole hour. And you get that almost in that, like, three-minute mark. I can't so, even turn on my shower and walk in when it's cold. So oh, I can't no, imagine I two minutes of full submersion. <gasps> you just like, when I go in, I just like think, okay, it's just, it's short term, you know, sacrifice. So it just helps mainly for my mental health. I feel like, like anxiety and depression just kind of keeps it at bay. I do it maybe three times a week for at least three. Okay. And I can definitely tell when I don't have it. Really? I'm, like bitchy or <laughs> like, you know, irritated. Oh, Don't tell my husband he'll drown me in a tub. You oh, shit. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Maybe I'll try. I'm going to try baby steps in the shower. I'll, Honestly, I'll start my shower cold. Seconds. Yeah. Just do 30 seconds and work up to a minute. And then, like, it, the rest is history. Like, once you do a minute, I mean, you can do a few more minutes and it's just building that mental strength. I don't okay. really even do it for the physical components, which is like inflammation, fat burning. Um, like I don't do it for any of those reasons. It's mainly just to maintain like the mental health. Um, okay. And it's super helpful. I started it last. It's probably almost been a year. Okay. Yeah. Right. I love it. Well Right. You can do it. Do that much. I'll I'll start. You should try it, and it's just. I'll keep you updated so on my progress. <laughs> yeah, and maybe I'll have to do the cold shower too when I move to my new place. And Ooh, just be like, okay, okay. I'm just gonna cold shower it for three minutes. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna just believe you on that with the therapeutic yeah. effects. We'll see how this goes, but you got um, I don't want to take up too much of your time, my dear. I know that you have patients to see, but. Um, thank, thank you, you so much for, I'm so appreciative of you taking this time just to talk about this important topic. It's been on my mind for a little bit and I'm glad that we could, um, connect today. Um, oh. if, uh, anybody wants to get a hold of you, how do they book with you? Where do they find you? Give them all the socials and all the things. Yeah. So if anyone wants to book with me in Arkansas or Arizona, um, our Contact number is 602-702-3253. And then on Instagram, of course, we're um, Snatched by Sloan. And it's S-L-O-A-N. Love Yay. it. Thank <laughs> you so much. You guys know how to find me. I'm the underscore aesthetic consultant on Instagram. And all the ways to stalk me are in there. So thank you guys for tuning in today. We hope you found a little nugget that you can take with you or tell a friend. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, Shelby. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and comment. Follow us on Instagram at The Aesthetics Injector Gang.